Good day, good day, all of my Christian warrior women. Oh, today my heart is so full. It's so full and it's so full with like good news. I, I mean, we all know this is Easter week and I and I think it's even beyond, but I have to I can't I have to acknowledge that it obviously is resurrection week. And that might be why my heart is full, but I, I truly believe it's for a couple of reasons. The last two weeks, I have really just shed my own fears, shed my own anxiety, shed my own worries, and just press forward in areas that were that are uncomfortable for me, whether it's podcasting, whether it's um, doing what the Lord has really put in my heart to do. It's never comfortable to do. And Although I have spoken and done other things to kind of venture on podcasting every day, it's definitely been a faith walk with the Lord because He is the one who guides the message I share and what I talk about each day. And I come from a background where you want to have things planned out and positioned and marketed and all of these other things. And I'm truly just walking in the grace of the Lord. So Today, actually, I attended Bible study, and in studying for the message, I really wanted to share this message with you as well this week, and it's talking about the blood, and what the Lord has always put on my heart is to find the things that sometimes aren't discussed by mainstream messages or church, but to find where God is and some of the very simple pieces of the text that often get ignored. And so I want to first start out with a scripture. And if anyone is feeling right now forsaken, forgotten, broken, busted, you know, feeling that maybe God is not hearing them, I want you to know that let's break agreement with that lie right now. And this scripture is going to help you understand that. And I want to talk about how God walks with you and how we have to shed sin from our lives so that we can have every hour and have that peace and have that knowing and have that understanding that he's always with you and never forsakes you. So if we look at 2 Corinthians 6, and I believe I'm going to start at 16. And I'm going to read, What agreement... Is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. And 17 says, Therefore come out from come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. And that's what I want to challenge you today to be a woman that comes out of the crowd of shame, blame and and depression and say that, you know what, God did not put depression and shame within me. And if I've asked for forgiveness and I believe in the blood that was shed so that my sins can be cleansed, then I have to know that when I kneel in prayer, and this is where I go back to the Old Testament. And when we look at 
1 Kings and verse 8, and we look at Solomon, and he's building the temple of God that took 13 years. When you read, and let me get over there real quickly, but when you think about before we had the Lamb of God, before there was Jesus, the sins of man were great, that sacrificing of animals was so um, immense in the thousands that they were, they couldn't even count them when the temple was built and Solomon had the high priest bring the sacrifice before. We, when you look at that number, that number when we talk about tens of thousands and beyond, to me, that just signifies, wow, look at all that sin. And wow, look at our own lives and the sin that's in our lives and how now we don't have to sacrifice an animal, but that we can go before Christ, who is our high, high priest. But then I think of the visual, the visual that when we kneel before Jesus and we pray, that we're not slicing the neck of goats and stuff, but we are kneeling in prayer on the promise of the blood of Jesus. So in those, can you imagine the mess in those te- in the temples with all the blood and all of the cleansing and how those priests were bloody as those people came that at that time once a year to, to bring their sacrifice for their sins. So think about the mess of your life right now. Think about the messes that you've been in. And when you kneel and you pray, you are kneeling before Jesus and you are kneeling in his blood that was shed to forgive you. To me, when I think of that visual, being an animal lover and thinking that how the Lord sacrificed his life and laid it down so that when I mess up, which we are going to do, and when I meet people who are legalistic and they act like, oh, anything goes wrong, they, they know how to pray and they know what scripture, that's not real. We all are, have weaknesses, we all fail, we all make mistakes, and that's why we have to renew our mind. That's why we have to pray every day. But that we have to believe that the promise that when I kneel before God, and this was something that struck me, and I want to find it. When you look at the, the dedication of the temple and you read through 1 Kings 7 and 8, something that's really key, I started you know, looking at what were some of the symbols that were put on the temple. And it, it really, the Lord put it on my heart because this was totally Holy Spirit that knew that the Lord knew when I got this insight, I would share with you. And we talk about how we know God is real and how we know God has a plan and a purpose. And everything God does, he has a plan in mind. And that includes you. Imagine if in building the temple, two of the symbols that are on there struck me because they are some of the the, the favorite things. And I'm going to use, there's the flower, the lily. And when you do research on the lily, two things came to mind the purity and honesty of the of the, the lily that when you come before god that what are we supposed to do we're supposed to be honest we're supposed to release 
everything that's dark and heavy on our heart so that we can purify ourselves. What was the point of them coming before the temple? To purify themselves before God. But we have Jesus that we can go every day and purify ourselves, that we are holy enough in all of our mess and in all of our sin to go into that place of holy and holies and pray to Jesus and know that where we are kneeling, his blood is there for us, that when we get up, our prayer is heard and our prayer is answered. So the lily was something that the Lord struck me as something that was part of the temple adornment. The other thing was the pomegranate. And for whatever reason, the pomegranate struck me because of the seeds. And I think of the woman being the bearer of the seeds, but there was something even more to the pomegranate. And what was the, the, the fruitfulness is what the prom, pomegranate. So imagine I'm being honest before God and I'm being holy before God and I'm being truthful and I'm getting rid of all the mess and darkness in my life. And the pomegranate symbol that's there promises that if I'm honest, that I'll be fruitful and that I'll be a bearer of fruit. But you know what? There was another secret that was there in that lesson. Because when I looked up how many seeds are in the pomegranate, there are 613 seeds. Do you know that in the pomegranate, the Lord put 613 seeds? And why was it put on the temple? Because do you know there are 613 laws in the Torah? Can you imagine? We're just looking at it as a fruit. But in that fruit, there is a promise. When we look at the lily, the lily has three petals and three sepals that make it look like there are six petals. And the lily was put on the temple. What do what are the six points mean to God? I mean, you can't make this up. The six petals are in the star of David. If you look at the star of David, there are six points. So when people, when we say how God is real, that when we read the word, it brings life to our bones. When I was sitting there saying, why is a lily my favorite flower? And I didn't even know till a couple of years ago, the lily was my favorite flower. And when I saw the religious significance of how every day I need to purify my heart, because we live in a world that can muddy us up can get our tongues and our minds and our thoughts in the wrong places. But when I think of why I love the lily, and I think of that every day, that my Jesus sacrificed for me to be free, free from the mindset of poverty, free from depression, free from sickness, that his blood covers it all. Not just this week because it's you know, we celebrate Resurrection Week or Easter Week, but it's every day. And as women, we have to see the deeper meaning of what he created us to do. So when we're repenting and we're before the throne of grace, that means that we will bear fruit when we face God with our honest and open heart, that it is about being fruitful What is our prayer about cleansing, being fruitful? We could praise God that we have the opportunity, that we have Jesus interceding for us. 
so that our prayers don't fall unanswered. They may not get answered in that moment, but I can tell you from my personal experience with the Lord that I have been broken, busted, and I've had on the last day of maybe losing my home and being homeless that I, the Lord sent me to my mailbox and the IRS had sent me a check for $8,800. And you can read this in the book, Christian Warrior Woman, that I didn't even want to go to my mailbox because all it was going to be is bills and things that I could not take care of. But that day when I went, I had at first said, is this like a joke? Is this something fake? And I had to call to verify with the IRS, was this real? And they said, yes. And when I called the person to save my home and I said, I don't know if you need time for this check to clear. And they said, if it's a check from the government, it's good. I ran myself there to get this, get my home saved, my children saved and our security. But who was that? God answered my prayer. He didn't send somebody else to do it. He did it himself. And I want you to know wherever you are in the pain spectrum of your life, that it is Jesus and Jesus alone who will answer that. You can't get Jesus to respond to yoga and some of these other things that we may go through or horoscope. Those things are not living and breathing and have power to resurrect you from that fallen state. But the name of Jesus, the name above all names, can bring you deliverance, can give you healing, can make you prosperous. And I am so um, overwhelmed with hearing women go on and on about what they don't have. And I want you to know within that test, within that struggle that you're going through right now, there lies your prosperity. Your praise and your testimony of how God is bringing you through is going to bring your prosperity. So I want you to do as Solomon did at that temple that day, as the apostles did, as Jesus did when they went on their knees and they raised their hands to heaven and said, Jesus, forgive me for all my sins. Obviously, Jesus didn't have to do that. But Solomon and the disciples and those who have come and those who are hearing my voice today, you are to get on your knees and you are to praise God and ask forgiveness for the sins that the Lord brings to your mind to repent for. We have to let go of pride and we have to let go of what we think we know. We have to submit ourselves and be humble before God because it is a guaranteed prayer to be answered. When we humble ourselves, it's not guesswork. Now, is the Lord going to answer to make you a millionaire? But the Lord is going to bring your needs and will guide you and protect you when you follow his commandments, because his word says that when you follow his precepts, when you follow the commands of of the word of God and you have to know it in order to follow it. Don't go on you thinking you can just be a good person and God is just going to abide by what you think. You have to be in his word, know his word, be living that word because as he said in the scripture I just shared, he walks with us, he talks with us, he knows our innermost thoughts. So when we know that we have some deception in there, we have some envy in there, we have some jealousy, we have some bitterness, we need to root it out in Jesus' name. We need to do that this day. 
I want you to step back and say, what do you want to accomplish with Jesus? Do you need a healing? Do you need financial provision? Because the only thing you need to know is that you need Jesus in your life. And that requires prayer. And that requires you making a decision to change. We can talk about all these things we want great in our life and and petition and petition. But the one thing we have to petition is the throne of forgiveness and the redemption of our sins. So what's your internal struggle? It's God's struggle. It's Jesus' struggle. So I want you to put it before God during your prayer. And I want you to say, no longer is it my will, but I want to live according to your will, Lord. So what's the wall? The wall of fear, the wall of what if the Lord doesn't hear me? Well, guess what? The Lord's not an ATM. You don't put in the prayer and and the answer pops out five minutes later. But I can promise you he will answer your prayer. He will not let you slip and fall. And he will not let his word fall deaf or mute on the ears of others. So if you live your life for God by his word, then God will answer your prayers by his word. So what's my epiphany? The epiphany that in the simpleness of things that we don't even put significance on, there is significance. And many times we'll read the word and skip over names because we can't pronounce them or maybe not understand the symbolism. Maybe we should stop and think of the symbolism because the sun rises every day because God set the sun. The moon shines every day because it answers to what the Lord chose it to do. Every season responds to the Lord. We have a visual presence of God and we have an internal presence of God each and every day in our life. And I want us to acknowledge it and I want us to praise him for it because I want you to have victory and I want you to overcome. And my prayer is for you to be a conqueror. So what is, what are you going to create to achieve your desire? What are you going to change each and every day about your life to make sure that you hear the Lord? Because if he's walking with you, that means he's talking to you. So you need to remove the noise the chatter and sometimes turn off that TV and sit before God and read his word and listen to him. Because believe it or not, the TV is not going to have your answer. But if you seek God for the answer to your poverty, to your bills, to your singleness, to your children, he will answer. Isn't it time that you decide to transform your faith, to transform your life from pain to prosperity? That is my prayer for you today to take that pain and all of those tests. And my new joke is testimony. I've been tested and I'm going to turn that test into money and I'm going to turn it into prosperity and I'm going to turn it into wealth. And I'm going to let the enemy know that the test that was my struggle that he thought was going to keep me in a pit and hidden and forgotten is what's raised me up to bless other women and to bless other people and to praise and speak about the goodness of God. So I pray you walk in boldness and in courage and in confidence and you speak what God has called you to be. And you know that you are here for a plan and a purpose. He loves you. I send you encouragement. I send you the boldness of the blood of Jesus. And we'll talk tomorrow. Bye-bye.